Please listen carefully. Has radon ever caused a problem with one of your sales? Would you like to learn how to properly test and mitigate for radon? The Virginia Department of Health now offers one and two hour CE credit radon courses taught anywhere in Virginia. To schedule a class, please call Ryan Paris at 800-468-0138. Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Jessica Toon. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Virginia Housing and Development Authority. Hey, Kate. Hey, Jessica. How's it going? It's going great. How are, how are you doing? Uh, oh, oh no oh oh dear that's my phone let me just let me let me just silence this seriously kate during a podcast recording listen phones on silent you know that no one ever calls me except telemarketers hi dear listeners today we're discussing yes you've guessed it maybe the do not call list and yes that was planned Really? Full disclosure, it was not actually a telemarketer. I lied. I'm so sorry. It was for the art. For the art. Yes. So now that we're being honest, let's delve into the Do Not Call list and the Virginia Telemarketing Sales Act. Continuing with this honesty thing, let's recognize that most consumers or customers do not like it when their phones ring and it is someone trying to sell a product or service to them. Especially when those people have registered their numbers on the national do not call list. Now, we understand that on the flip side as working real estate agents, you actually love it when new people call for your services. And we love it for you. We really do. But we're talking about the do not call list here, which means that people, you've guessed it, do not want to be called. So let's get into it. What is the do not call list? The do not call list is a list of phone numbers of consumers who have opted to limit the telemarketing calls they receive. It's managed by the Federal Trade Commission and is enforced by the Federal Trade Commission, the Federal Communications Commission, and state officials. So as you prospect new customers and clients, you need to make sure that you understand how to contact people in a way that conforms to the requirements of the do not call list. First, we're going to delve into a little quick legal history. Okay. We have three acts that we want to mention. First, the Telephone Consumer Protection Act of 1991. Second, the Telemarketing Sales Rule. And third, the Do Not Call Implementation Act of 2003. And these laws work together to create the requirements of the Do Not Call Registry and also prescribe how sellers or telemarketers that is, anyone attempting to sell goods or services on behalf of a seller, contact consumers over the phone. Contacting consumers over the phone does not just mean phone calls. It includes text messages, faxes, if anyone still sends those, and voicemails. There are certain restrictions, such as only calling between 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. local time, and disclosures that telemarketers must make. There's a lot to take in, so we are limiting our scope today by focusing on the requirements of the Do Not Call Registry. We want to mention that certain organizations are exempt 
and are not required to access the National Do Not Call Registry. Some examples would be certain nonprofit organizations or organizations that make telephone calls only to solicit charitable contributions or for political polls. However, as real estate agents, you likely would not fall under an exempt category, and therefore if you really for some reason think you do, you need to consult an attorney. So now that you know you need to respect the do not call list, how do you access numbers on the list? Great question, Jessica. You register your business with the Federal Trade Commission or FTC. You then access the numbers on the list by area code. You can access up to five area codes for free, and then it costs $63 per year for each additional area code. There's a maximum annual fee of $17,408, which would be about 280 area codes total. So you probably won't really get up to that high. That's a lot of area codes. That's a lot of area codes and a lot of money. So if I'm in Richmond and I want to solicit new business, I might subscribe to the Do Not Call list for the 804 area code. I'd then check those numbers against all 804 numbers I would like to call and remove any that were on the Do Not Call list. You're definitely on the right track with that. You do have the ability to call certain people who are on the Do Not Call list if you have an existing business relationship. What does that enable you to do? An existing business relationship allows a company to call a consumer for up to 18 months after the consumer's last purchase, delivery, or payment, unless the consumer asks the company not to call again. Companies may also call a consumer who makes an inquiry or submits an application to the company for three months. This would mean that you do not have to remove those consumers from your call list so long as it was within the correct time frame. You also need to make sure you maintain a personal do not call list. That is consumers who have explicitly told you not to call them. And you also need to continue to check your list of people to call against the do not call list every 31 days. So that's on a national level. But let's take a quick look at Virginia law. Many states have their own versions of the do not call list or additional provisions related to telemarketing. And Virginia is no exception. In fact, this year during session, legislatures updated the Virginia Telephone Privacy Protection Act. What a mouthful. The Virginia Telephone Privacy Protection Act also places limits to telephone solicitations. There are some changes coming to the law effective July 1st, 2019. So we'll look at the law as it will be effective then. The Virginia Act addresses any telephone call made to a natural person's residence in Virginia. And this is a change here any cell phone registered to a resident of Virginia. It used to be Virginia area codes, where the call is to offer or advertise any property, goods, or services for sale, lease, license, or investment, including offering or advertising an extension of credit. This really mirrors the telemarketing sales rule. For example, it has the same 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. call time restrictions. It also has identification requirements. Requiring telephone solicitors to identify themselves by first and last names and the name of the person on whose behalf the telephone solicitation is being made. The Virginia Act also specifically references the telemarketing sales rule, requiring telephone solicitors to not initiate telephone solicitations to telephone numbers on the do not call registry. Of note, and this is the really important part, Effective July 1st, 2019, the law will hold both the seller and the telemarketer jointly and severally liable for any violation. 
So in non-lawyer terms, both or one or the other can be held liable. What does that mean for you? So it means if you hire out your phone solicitations to a third party, you would be the seller and the third party would be the telemarketer, and that third party violates the do not call list, then even though you did not directly place the call, you may be held liable for the violation. The law will now presume that the telemarketer who placed the call was acting at the seller's direction. The law does allow for this to be disproved with clear and convincing evidence that the seller did not retain the solicitor to make telephone calls on the seller's behalf and that the telephone calls were made without the seller's consent. So let's break that down. It's really a pretty strict standard. If you hire a company to make calls on your behalf, you will be liable for their violations of the Do Not Call Act unless you can show with clear and convincing evidence that you did not authorize them and you did not consent to them making those calls. This will be difficult if you actually did hire them to make calls, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And under the Virginia Act, a person who was improperly contacted can sue and recover $500 per violation and, of course, additional monetary fines if the court determines there to be a willful violation. Now we'll hear from Kate with our sponsor. VHDA works with realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time home buyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA-approved lender near you. Just visit VHDA.com. Thanks, Kate. Now we're going to... Take it to the legal hotline. All right, Kate. My client is on the do not call list. After we closed on her house, am I no longer allowed to contact her? You are likely allowed to call your client unless your client has specifically requested that you do not call him or her. Remember, there is an exception allowing a business to call a consumer who has an existing business relationship for 18 months after the customer's last purchase, delivery, or payment. But also remember, the telemarketing sales rule applies to phone solicitations. There are other ways to contact former clients besides phone calls or texts or voicemails or faxes. faxes. I accidentally called a number that is on the do not call list. Will I get fined? If you violated the telemarketing sales rule, then you may still be liable and subject to civil penalties or sanctions unless you can show that you qualify for the safe harbor of the telemarketing sales rule. To qualify for the safe harbor, you need to show that you have written procedures to comply with the do not call requirements, you train any personnel on these procedures, you monitor and enforce compliance with the procedures, your company maintains a company-specific list of telephone numbers that it may not call, your company accesses the do not call registry no more than 31 days before calling any consumers and maintains records documenting this process, and any call made in violation was the result of an error. Kate, I get a million sales calls a day and my number is on the do not call list. That's true, maybe not a million, but definitely a few. Why do I need to follow it when clearly others don't? Great question. One of my favorite topics. I think my mom would say something like, Kate, if everyone else jumped off a bridge, would you too? Did our moms go to the same school of, <laughs> of mother bridge jumping analogies? <laughs> but yes, again, this is a fake legal hotline question. However, it touches on a very important issue. 
enforcement of the do not call registry for violators has become increasingly difficult based on the small size of the Federal Trade Commission, their limited budget, and of course, with the invention of voice over IP and the ability for people to spoof phone numbers. For people who want to violate the do not call list and get away with it, it can be done, much to the dismay of consumers. To be explicitly clear, we always, always recommend adhering to the laws and not violating the do not call list. Was that loud and clear for you? You don't say. (laughs) If being an upstanding citizen is not what makes you want to follow the law, then maybe this will help. Calling people from your business phone is very easy to track, so individuals can easily report you. And then you can be subject to fines, and there are significantly higher fines for willful violations. Further, you may lose potential clients when they feel like you're violating their privacy. So consider that if nothing else is going to make you want to adhere to these laws. Yes, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind, Kate. So let's go right into limiting your risk. Make sure your company has written procedures to comply with the do not call requirements and train everyone on them. Make sure you are consistently enforcing the do not call rules. Maintain a company-specific list of numbers you may not call. This is people who have specifically asked you not to contact them. Anytime you are making phone calls to non-clients, make sure you are scrubbing those numbers against the do not call list. Set up calendar reminders and alerts to make sure you are checking your cold call list of names against an updated do not call list. And of course, check back with Virginia Realtors. We follow legal actions, and there are some class action lawsuits regarding unsolicited automated text messages. We'll keep you updated as we continue to follow these cases. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. All the members of this podcast are attorneys. Information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work in the public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.